Uh, how are you? How are you, my friend? My friend, I, Prince Kyle? I am great. I've completed my mission. I'm a god. Yes. Um, throws his life away with reckless abandon. Greetings, citizens, and welcome to episode 22 of Paranoia. Fight together, or die a clone. Today we will be continuing the debriefings from last time, but not all of them. No, we're only going to be doing one secret debriefing today. That will be Kyle's secret debriefing. The reason that they're spaced out in such a strange way is because I didn't get a chance to do them all at the same time like I normally do. No, we're going to follow this in chronological order. And chronological order dictates that I will be doing another thing instead. Just a little secret side mission that uh, a couple of people wanted to do. As for who that is and what that entails, you will find out after Kyle's secret debriefing. So just settle in for a nice, simple, calm secret society meeting. And afterwards, we'll get ready for something different. So, secret briefing, post-mission three. You, you did a very good job cooperating with me on your, your insect secret handshake. For interrogation members only. Yeah. Uh, I, I like to spring improv on people sometimes and see how they react. Uh, so let's see. I'm going to give you uh, I'm gonna give you two extra perversity points. I spend these with reckless abandon because they don't matter for stats anymore. Yeah. But that's what I wanted. I wanted people to be able to, to spend them if they have a role that they just really don't want to fuck up. Okay. Let's see. Alright. God, look at your stupid fucking inventory. <laughs> Scrolling down it. Mm -hmm. I've got it divvied out. Uh, let's see. We actually have some non-treasonous things to discuss. Ooh, yes. Like? Because you managed to stay orange. Ah, uh, yeah, I get an apartment. You're already aware of this, but your pay has increased significantly. Yeah. So I've noticed. Significant pay increase and being maybe not maybe not well into orange, but Firmly in orange, for now. Oh no. You have been upgraded from a, what I would call a crowded dorm of six reds, to now you are in a shared room with one other orange citizen. Mm-hmm. So that's nice. It is nice. Your roommate may change from time to time. You don't always stay in the same room. Sometimes it has to move. So at the moment, your roommate is of no particular significance other than they are probably a hindrance if you're trying to do secret things oh well yeah yes and uh i'm sure you already know this but your food privileges have increased to uh being able to get orange flavored bouncy bubble beverage as well yeah. as many other many other things that are slightly more appetizing than things you were previously eating uh what else does your clearance level let you use hmm uh, there's all kinds of fun things you can get. A variety of energy weapons that you couldn't previously use, like blasters and sonic weapons. Ah. Uh, mm. <sighs> sonic weapons aren't as good as they used to be. Not for you. Not for me. You know, I honestly can't remember if we've ever discussed this before. I think we did at least once. But just to remind you... In a previous campaign, before this podcast started, Kyle had the power of X-ray vision. And that, combined with sonic weaponry, which can go through some surfaces, was a very potent combination. That is what he's referring to here. 
and uh, I just wanted to let you know why he has such a lack of enthusiasm for such otherwise interesting weaponry. You get the idea. Um, your yeah. job, you are no longer a mere insect janitorial staff. You are going to be the, yes, I think you are going to be the head of interrogation cleanup for your department, which would be right. whatever sector you're in. Head of janitorial cleanup for sector, head, head of interrogation cleanup for sector MMX. Let me just, uh, head, head of insect termination center janitorial, something like that. There you go. Beautiful. Beautiful. Now then, I think it's time for Secret Society. Ah. Secret Society. So, you are just, um, just having a normal day. Having a normal one. Waiting in line at, uh, oh, I don't know, what's an appointment you might have? Maybe a medical checkup. Oh, hey, wait, speaking of medical stuff, I just remembered, you died. Oh, yeah, my new mutant. My new, new, new mutation. I oh, do that do. wacky genetic drift, he says. Maybe or maybe not increasing the number of genetic drift you have. That'd be really rude and brutal. That would be kind of rude and kind of brutal. That would be kind of rude and kind of brutal. That would be kind of rude and kind of brutal. Yes, okay. Your mutant power has changed slightly. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Now it isn't. It's it's basically the same, but but um, you tend to leave a trail of red fog. <laughs> oh, that's incredible! I can pretend I get misted. It it tries to go from where you started to where you end up, um, which could be bad, but it doesn't last very long. Only a couple seconds. So what should I, I should put like uh, genetic drift under mutant power or something. Um, I'm just wondering how I should. Uh, record this. Uh, you can you can record it however you want. Your your mutant power leaves a trail of red red mist. That's all you really need to know. So it temp it tempts to go from where I to spread from where I started to where I end up, but probably mm -hmm. won't if I go any significant distance. Yeah. Okay. Or through things, for example. Okay. What about my uh, what about my actual genetic drift? Uh, what do you mean? Like my uh, you know the mutation thing. No, that is that is that. Oh, so I don't I don't have a regular. Well, as far as you can tell, you're physically normal. It's possible you have something else strange, but you're not sure. Genetic drift is somewhat unpredictable. That's why it's called drift. Okay. Players love it when you tell them that they don't actually know for sure if anything's wrong with them, but they don't think that there is, rather than just saying that there's nothing wrong with them. Wait, did I say love? Sorry, I meant hate. They hate it when you do that. Right, so you're at the, you're just getting a standard bi-monthly medical checkup. Mm-hmm. And um, you're in a waiting room. Someone comes in and uh, sits down next to you. Mm-hmm. And uh, hands you a newspaper. Ah, thank you. I was wanting some reading material, and I opened it up. Uh, you open it up. It appears to be a completely normal issue of today's uh, Alpha Complex Daily, which just is absolutely meaningless propaganda with virtually no useful information whatsoever. But! But, 
um, as you look at it, you're not sure how, you're not exactly sure how or why or what's going on, but the the page itself doesn't change, but your perception of what the words mean seems to change as you read it. Oh no, I'm dyslexic. Maybe. Do I have cancer? No. Well, uh, I mean, you know, genetic drift. <laughs> it's it's it is possible. Might need to get the, that sorted out, but uh, it's usually like five digits as a starting point to get your genetic drift looked at. So maybe when you have a little more saved up in the bank. Anyways, you read it, and it says, "Hi, keep acting normal." Mm-hmm. The nod. It says, "Good. Go ahead and nod or shake your head or mumble or do whatever it is you do best to respond." And then it says, glad to hear that everything worked out, although the circumstances of death certainly seem a little strange compared to what we expected. Did anything go wrong? Hmm. Sorry, I'm trying to think of how to respond to this in my limited capacity. If I shake my head, will he ask for more information? Do you mean nod your head, or...? My, yeah, not my head, sorry. Hmm. Uh, he might. Hmm. God, I don't know how much he knows. This is really inconvenient. I'm sorry. <laughs> Does he say that to me? No, I'm, tell- I'm saying so I'm apologizing to you for putting you in an inconvenient position. <laughs> I'm sure you are. I feel like this is pretty convenient. I'm sure you are. This is pretty convenient. <sighs> Giving him the details, however, is not... Ah. <sighs> Man, do I have, like, a highlighter or a pen on me? Hmm. Um, you you could definitely have a pen on you. Hmm, <laughs> is there, like, insect propaganda in this? <laughs> um, I'm sure if you flip through, you can find something. Hmm, I'm gonna flip through until I find some insect propaganda. Alright, the man next to you is looking over at you, flipping through the pages. Alright, I'm just gonna, I don't know. What, <laughs> what kind of, this might sound weird. Uh, people doodle in their newspapers, right? In Alpha Complex? Is that still a thing? A human trait that cannot be shaken? Yeah, I would say people doodle. Or or make notes, or or do stuff like that. (sighs) Not necessarily smiled upon, but if it's just a newspaper that you are reading, and it's not like public property, then no one can really stop you. Hmm. Frowned upon, though. Well, I mean, like, uh, you know, if someone was, if a Internal security agent was passing by. You might say, "Don't you have anything better to do with your time?" Well, yes, you're that's why I'm li- just in the waiting room. <laughs> I'll underline a uh, insect and nod my head. Uh, all right, let's see. Yes, okay. It now it now seems to read. Yes, well, I suppose that never makes things easy. It seems from the footage that was recovered that uh, something happened, but we're honestly not sure what. Is it something that you aren't going to talk about? Aren't going to talk about. Uh, this phrasing is weird, but I will talk about it. I'll shake my. I'll do whatever head motion is required to say I will talk about yeah, okay, it. Okay, sorry. I guess I phrased that a little strange, but <laughs> yeah. Was this some device or ability of yours that caused the events? Oh man. Uh, God, how do I say sort of? You could just wait a bit if you want to. Want him to keep keep making something. Hmm. I would say keep talking, but talking is not exactly the right word. Hmm. I could just underline sort of 
a sort of. <laughs> I guess I'll just find a sentence sort of in the insect thing. I see. So, perhaps you attempted to do something, but it didn't turn out how you expected, he asks? No, it turned out exactly how I expected. I shake my head. Hmm. Well, I suppose that doesn't matter, it says. And he continues with, The point is, do you anticipate these things being an asset or a hindrance in the future? Well, is he... Can I infer that he's referring to my abilities? He's referring to whatever it was that caused things. <laughs> God. My powers are certainly an asset. I don't know about Frida, though. Hmm. Uh, hmm. God, what do they think does happen, though? I mean, hmm. What do they think happened? They saw the footage, which means uh, the only thing they saw was the explosion and maybe the multi limbed creature. Hmm. <sighs> Fritter is not an asset, but my powers are. I'll just nod yes, I guess. Um, I guess that wasn't really a yes or no question, so maybe that's my fault. Uh, so you know what he says, let me put it in a, let me put it another way. Is there something you need our help to fix? No. Alright, so you shake your head? I shake my head. He says, alright, well, it is unfortunate that, uh, you were also made a victim of in these events, but congratulations on succeeding your mission. It seems that we can count on you to give it your all and not only that but you managed to get away with it yeah all right let's see let me check something here i assume this guy's using some kind of mutant power to make me dyslexic probably let me just make sure i do everything in the smartest possible way that it can be done yes all right so it continues mm-hmm since you have done so well, you have earned a promotion. To third degree? Indeed. I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't say third degree because it's not, they don't all use the same terms, but in, in meta terms, yes, you're third degree. All right. Um, yes, you have earned a promotion. We will have a new objective for you soon. In the meantime... I'm left to my own devices. Uh, well, actually, in the meantime, is there anything... Uh, is there any sort of equipment or service that we can offer to help compensate for your loss of clone? Hmm. Oh, man. <laughs> what happens if I tell Purge about my secret base? How do I... How do I... I, I mean, uh... that, that part was a yes or no question, but... Oh, he's directly asking me. I mean, sure, I'd love help from Purge. So you nod? Yeah, sure, I nod. All right. It says, tear off a little bit of paper and write down what kind of thing you need. Direct thing. Uh, this, let me ask, I don't know, maybe, I don't know if I'm allowed to ask this, but like, could I get someone simply to help me with tool making? Or something to help me with tool making? My skill, in, mm. in particular. Like training in the tool making skill, you mean? Yeah, like training. You, um, you don't really get a skill up this degree in purge at least not usually um i suppose i could i suppose i could do that though it's not like you're asking for a, an energy weapons point would you like to would you like to do that would you like uh yeah one point for tool making 
flex my muscles, my two-point muscles. Yeah, all right. We're going to save some time uh, in character by saying that you managed to communicate that to him, and uh, he agrees to it, and he's going to give you some information as to where to go and who to talk to. And over the next couple days, you're going to meet with someone and learn a couple new things about making stuff on your own. Yeah. And the result will be that you gain one point in toolmaking. Now then, um, you do not yet have another target because I simply uh, don't have quite enough prepared for the next mission to know what you'll get. But presumably at some point in the future, I will give you some kind of notice. Okay. Um, it may be before the mission or maybe it'll just be during the mission if I'm feeling especially mischievous. Um, is there anything else? Hmm. I don't think I want to waste your time with uh, any secret missions bullshit stuff t- today. We'll leave that to later, maybe. Okay. Um, we'll just keep this to debriefing for now. Sure. I mean, if you just want to make a crafting roll to see if you can make something, then you can go ahead. Uh, how odd are gauntlets? Like, if someone saw me with gauntlets in a mission, what would they do? Um, they might say, what are those? <sighs> Interrogation gloves. If If... I think the the main problem would be if you make gauntlets, no offense, but they're not going to look, they're not going to have the sleek, shiny look of Alpha Complex technology. Yeah. And so that might raise a few questions as to, like, what what is that? What's the deal with those things? They look kind of weird. Hmm. I think I'll just fall back on specialized interrogation tools. Okay. What What, what is the uh, service of research engineering? What's What's their actual... Title? Um, you mean R and D? R and D is just R and D. R and D. Yeah. Okay. I thought maybe they had some sort of title, but no, not really. It's just called R and D. It's one of the eight groups. Hmm. All right. I guess I'll make some gauntlets. Okay. Do you have any? Um, do you have any specific design principles in mind here? <sighs> design principles. Like, do you mean in function or in, in form? Either. Hmm. Are, are these intended to be um, big, inflexible pieces of plate that will prevent your hands from getting hurt? Or are they designed to give you protection while still letting your hands move around? Are you putting I spikes think... on these? Are you... <laughs> no, I, uh, my intention was, in, in form, I, I probably want to make them look somewhat close to insect gloves. Okay. Uh, in function... I really just want something that I could wear on my hands while using a melee weapon. So probably something flexible. So just some, just some light plating of some kind that you can that you attach to cloth, probably, so that you can have some armored gloves. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna say that your um, your target for that uh, is gonna need a minimum of three successes. Okay. I'll roll that right now then. Okay. Uh, let's jam roll 86. Emphasis on minimum. If you if you get four, <sighs> that would be good. I got three successes and two failures, because that's always what I get. Unfortunate. Um, mm. Okay, so you use some of your material and some time, and you manage to make uh, quite crude but functional gauntlets. Um, the fingers did not come out particularly well, sadly. Uh, that might... So that might impede my attacks 
or it, it might be difficult to do any particularly fine manipulation while you're using these. Ah, but fine, should... fine, fine manipulation debuff then. Um, like fine and medium manipulation, even I would say. But but you should be able to hold the grip of a truncheon, a sword, a knife with no problem. Mm, I probably shouldn't. Maybe I should only wear wear one then. Because uh, I don't think I'll be dual wielding anytime soon. Probably not. Pretty crude, but effective gauntlets. Give mark, down the, mark, mark it down with like a 3 slash 2 for the number of successes and failures you got while crafting them, because that'll tell me what I need to know about their Ah, uh, yeah, okay. Let me put, uh... Let me press my sheet at. Let's just put that at the bottom of makeshift hook. There you go. They're in there. Uh, would you like me to edit the amount of sheet metal I have yet, or do I still have a reasonable amount? Let's, uh, let's say you've used... Which would that actually take? Probably not too much. Let's say you've used maybe like 3 out of 10... Three-tenths of your supply. Okay, so you I'll... Have, you have enough to make several more things. Put but... seven out of ten left. Alright. Like I said, I don't want to make this go any longer than so. That one craft will probably where we'll end it. Cool. Um, that's it? I think? Yeah. Yeah, All for right. debriefing, I assume. All done. Now it's time for that other thing that I mentioned. It will mostly explain itself, but I ought to remind you... There was that thing I told you to remember last episode, Inside the Minds, Outside Machines. Yes, it's the name of a TV show inside of Alpha Complex. I just happened to offhandedly mention such a thing to one of my players, and that player mentioned it to another player, and soon players were asking me, hey, is this a real thing, or is this something the other players made up to gaslight me? Well, it is a real thing. It's one of my tie-ins for one of the larger plot arcs that I intend to put into this campaign, just sort of something that I thought might be interesting. As for why I did all of this and made it seem like a good idea to do what they're about to do, uh, you're just gonna have to find out later. Welcome to Paranoia. Fight together. Uh, something something. Die a clone? Yeah. Welcome to Paranoia. Fight together or die a clone. This Don't is... know that. Okay. This is post-mission three. With me here, I have Kyle and uh, Lights. Surprise, I'm here. Yeah. They have something in mind, something they want to do between missions. Uh, what What is it that you want to do? Alpha Complex is a very stressful place to be. Everybody needs a hobby. You know, one of my hobbies is just sitting down on my couch, relaxing, turning on the television, and watching a show called Inside the Minds, Outside Machines. I've been watching it for quite a while, and I never, you know, for my life I've been thinking, I should go to a fan meetup. Well, today's the day. I'm going to that fan meetup with my good friend, Kyle R. Oh. Yeah. R. Kyle Rowe. Yeah. Kyle Rowe. So, um, that's really cool, but I'm pretty sure you haven't actually watched the show at all. Would that be accurate to say? I've heard of the show. Okay. So, um, here's my question for you. We've already done a few events that had time constraints on them that you could do between missions. Uh, but I'm doing things a little bit more particularly. How much time would you like to spend watching Inside the Minds, Outside Machines before you go to this meeting? I think I can get the gist of two episodes. Two episodes? Are they half hour or full hour episodes? Uh, half hour plus commercials. Oh, I guess minus we can do four episodes then. Plus minus commercials. 
I don't know. Let's go on to uh, the equivalent of IMDb. Get the highest rated episode, the lowest rated episode, <laughs> most recent episode, mm-hmm. and then just one random episode. Not the first one? Nobody cares about the pilot episode. Okay. Everyone cares about the pilot episode. Uh, they just so don't talk are, about it. So I'm going to mark down that you both spent time watching four episodes of Inside the Minds, Outside Machines. Um, that's not a very large amount of time, so you'll not you're not really spending any time at all, in fact. But you're going to go to this fan club meeting. What do you mean? If I watch two hours of SpongeBob SquarePants, I can talk about the show. Hypothetically. So you decide to go to uh, the weekly meeting. Yeah. And um, you arrive. There are a lot of... There are... there. There's a whole... Some, some sector... Some... Some sectors have entire uh, districts just for hobbies of various sorts. Uh, you can rent out clubhouses or theaters for screenings or you can rent out uh you know mess halls uh, fields for for the very few sports allowed in alpha complex what is the most popular sport in alpha complex fun ball i love fun ball yes fun ball is a fantastic game um Ah. this is this this mission is not about fun ball so we won't get too far into it but essentially uh there's two teams and there's a fun bot and your the the fun bot or the fun ball, whatever you want to call it, will go in the direction of the people who it believes are having the most fun. And you try to convince the fun bot that you are having more fun than the other team to get it to go into your goal. I love that game. Yeah. Anyways, I'm sure that's fascinating to you, but uh, instead you're going to take a left turn and uh, head to this uh, medium-sized little uh, hobby workshop place. Yeah. Which currently it has a large sign above the door, which says "Welcome, ITMOM fans." Hello. I. Yeah, inside the mines, outside <laughs> machines. <laughs> yeah. That's what you're going with. What? <laughs> That's what the sign says. Does it acronym it as IT? ITMOM. Okay. That's what the sign says. It says. Welcome, ITMOM fans. Yeah, it sounds right. What are we giggling about? I don't know. What's so fucking funny, Kyle? <sighs> Nothing. Okay. Nothing. Mm, you knock on the door, and a infrared pokes their head out and says, "What's the password?" <laughs> I don't know. Like, what's the password? I think he's joshing us. Are you saying that to him, or...? Yeah. He says, yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> Come on in. Great. All right, I go in. All right, he opens the door, and you head inside. Um, uh, inside here, it looks like there are two groups of people on opposite sides of the room messing with uh, some robot parts and throwing shit at each other, and there's lots of screaming and shouting. Um, that sounds great. I've come to my people. Yeah. All and right. There's uh in the back there is a big chair, kind of elevated, kind of like a little a little life a little miniature lifeguard stand, um, and there's a guy in yellow sitting on it, uh, and he's got a megaphone at his side, but he's not he's not saying anything on it. Uh, oh my god. And there's a sign on the chair that says moderator chair. <laughs> okay. All right. This is off to a good start. All right. Now. Those guys throwing robot parts. Let's check out what they're throwing. All right. Well, let's see. 
Yes. Uh, it looks like there are, um, there's on each side of the room, there appears to be a partially, partially assembled, uh, robot. Um, pretty big. It might be a combat of some type. Um, a combat. Yeah. Yeah. A combat. Hmm. But, uh, yes. Anyways, uh, you don't see any actual like weapons mounted on them. It's just the frames. They're not really completed. Uh, it looks like maybe people are trying to build them or take them apart. You can't really tell. Um, but there's also people yelling at each other uh, from across the room. And uh, they've erected, they put some tables on the side to make uh, little forts for each side of the room. And uh, some. The... Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Which side is the cooler looking fort? Well, gosh. Um, there were an odd number of tables in the room. So one side has uh, six tables, one side has seven. Oh, man. Oh, seven numerical superiority. But who has who has the better food? What's what's which one's which one's better effect? constructed? I don't know. Give me yeah. habitat engineering. How is this a habitat? Well, what, uh, sorry. Do you have a better suggestion? If you have a better skill, you can roll. Feel free to tell me otherwise. Violence. Stop using habitat engineering. Also, your habitat engineering. Violence. Which one can I knock down easier? Uh, okay. If you wanted to try to figure out which one you could knock down easier, I, I'd allow you to do some kind of violence roll, maybe. Also, oh, I sure am glad. I said that, that I, I, I said specifically that I needed to stop using habitat engineering for all these important things. This is not an important role. All this important is a stupid role that you made me decide to do. <laughs> I think this is very important to me. Okay, Kyle. Um, you think that due to the fact that they have less tables. Uh, and the fact that create, cr constraint breeds creativity, uh, the side with six tables has the advantage in terms of fort knocking down capabilities. Jeez, I guess we gotta go with six. I guess we're going with six. We're not gonna both go into different forts and become rivals and start throwing computer parts at each other across the room? <sighs> we gotta do that one. Alright, we did. Alright. Okay. So, uh, you head over. Yeah. To the six table fort. Um, and, uh, sort of a slightly chubby looking guy, uh, walks up as you try to get into the fort and he says, Stop! I stop. Rank is he? Uh, he looks like he's probably infrared. <laughs> Whatever, I stop. Uh, he says, it doesn't say the car noises that are happening in my background. <laughs> he opens his mouth and car noises come out. <laughs> Wouldn't be too surprising in here. Maybe not. Anyway, he says, What did you think about the latest episode? <sighs> we, that's one of the ones we watched, right? That is one of the ones you watched. <sighs> what was it? Um, so there was this guy named uh, Bert B. And this lady named uh, Joy B. And, uh, well, there were a lot of segments, but... Uh, the, the the most interesting one was that uh, those two people, they were talking about uh, combats, but then there was this guy named Spin G, the lady, Joy B, was arguing uh, with the green guy, and uh, the argument was to retrofit or not to retrofit old combats, uh, and the, the green guy said that uh, retrofitting is the only viable way to keep enough combats up to date, up to the up to the latest standards. Uh, but the lady says that that is 
it's, it is more cost intensive, labor intensive rather. It is more labor intensive to fix up all the old bots and update them. Hmm. Yeah, it was all right, but we got a retrofitting episode every other season. Mm, he frowns at you, and uh, he says, "I think it's a stupid black and white episode. It doesn't display either argument well enough." Uh. Hmm. How would he react to that? He opens his mouth and he closes his mouth. <laughs> and he says... Probably one of the most basic tips you can get for running any kind of tabletop game is don't let your players know if something's gone wrong. Don't let them know if they did something you weren't expecting. Just roll with it and continue as normal and they will have a good time. There are some exceptions, though. Players do sometimes like to know that they've done something that catches you off guard just so long as they don't have to pay the price of waiting 20 minutes for you to fix it, or having you retcon something in the past. I was just getting ready to have this man say something I had scripted for him, but Kyle changed that, and that's okay. I decided to simply allow him to understand that he had said something that confused this man and that he wasn't prepared for. I find that dialogue is one of the places where you can really improvise things and let the players know you're improvising because, well, if a character is told something that they're not going to expect... It only makes sense that they would have to think of something else to say. Well, in this fort, we're going to prove how easy it is to retrofit this bot. <laughs> oh, that's what this is. <laughs> hmm. Oh, man. So what's the other fort doing? Just not doing anything? They has got a bot and they're just sitting on it? I think they're building their combat from, from scratch. scratch. Yeah. Hmm. <clears throat> I don't. Know. Hmm. Mm. At I'm kind of feeling. Point... I'm kind of feeling the building from scratch, but uh, what do you think? <sighs> I also feel like I've walked up to this guy, which means I've locked in my decision already. Hmm. No, no, no. We still have the dialogue option to just leave, and then we can re reinitiate the dialogue. Yeah, they don't get aggro until you join the other team. <laughs> okay. <sighs> Well, at one point, at one hand, I am building a bot semi from scratch. On the other hand, I think you should retrofit as much as you can. But not because I necessarily think retrofitting is better. But I mean, like, you understand the point is like, if it's easy, it's easier to get the resources, just build a new machine from scratch than it is to get the labor to retrofit an old machine. I think building a machine from scratch is probably better, but at the same time, I think the experience that an old bot would have is invaluable to its combat operations. I don't know. I mean, I feel like the new combat programming is a lot better than the old combat programming, even if there is a bunch of experience on the older ones. <sighs> I don't know. Why would they still use troubleshooters if uh, experience and, you know... Oh my god, we're all, we, are, we are going to different forts, aren't we? <laughs> oh no. I can't let this happen. <laughs> oh my god. Never ends. It can't end. Are you going to different forts? Or are you Not just like going to stand, stand no. at this fort arguing with each other? We try so hard. Arguments breed power. I'm not married to the idea of retrofitting. I just think it's a good idea. I think building a bot from better gives you a better bot, but a worse soldier. I think this is entirely my subjective brain that it would be cooler if we go to the one that is uh, building one from scratch. 
Alright. Cooler stuff is in it. Wait, hang on a second. Was that a fucking coin flip? Hang on, I'm gonna I'm gonna play that back. Hang on a second. I think one more time. I think Alright, this time in slow motion. I think I think that's a fucking coin flip. Lights, I think you did a fucking coin flip to decide something in this game. Did you fucking coin flip me? I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed. Alright. Alright. So you, you ditched this guy? Yeah, we're yeah. ditching him. Well, goodbye, we say. I just back on the dialogue tree. I skip it. I don't even. He just he gets three syllables out and I leave. Goodbye. We just walk seek away. Seek Chosen. Hero, seek, seek, lest. Alright. Um, you head over to the other side of the room and a skinny guy stops you and says, Stop! I stop. There's not really a need to have this conversation again, especially considering that it's obviously going to be the exact same conversation. However, players, or at least when I'm playing, I enjoy when I get to say something and I know what the right words in the conversation are. And I think it's a universal joy. Don't you like knowing what to say to press somebody's buttons, even if it's just an NPC in a game? So although I could just let Lights and Kyle go in and said, you talk to them and make it da 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 da, I thought it would be more fun if I just let them do it themselves. What did you think about the latest episode? Man, I thought it was bullshit that those guys were like, we need to retrofit more things. We could clearly build much better robots from scratch. Yes, exactly. Come in, he says. And he uh, he moves one of the chairs aside so you can get in the fortress. All right. We get in. All right. All right. Uh, so in here, uh, it looks like they've divided themselves into groups. Um, some people are working on the legs. Uh, some people are working on the arms. Some people are working on the body. Some people are working on, on the head. Uh, some people are working on some of the software, perhaps. And some people are working on strapping this stuff together. And also some people are working on throwing stuff uh, at the opposing team. Oh, man. So many good positions. Yeah. Now, let's mm. check out what the arm guys are doing. Yeah. Let's make an X-Buster. <laughs> yeah, X-Buster. I know what that is. I say getting shot by a blue man. How'd you not, know the X-Buster? Not Mega Man, but just a blue man. So you head over to the arms team. They're, they've got some people uh, designing one arm, uh, and then people are mirroring, mirroring uh, that on another arm. Um, it looks like, uh, due to the fact that nobody here uh, is higher than orange, um, they don't really have access to the normal parts that a combat would use. So they are having to make a lot of substitutions, you know, to make something that resembles a combat, but is legally much lower clearance to hmm. own or operate. Hmm. Um, and uh, Can they get permission from the yellow guy to have something a bit higher clearance? Well, I mean, maybe some of this stuff is yellow. You're, you, you don't know uh, okay. for sure. But you know for sure that uh, a combat <laughs> is not uh, orange or yellow or red or infrared. Uh, combats, I believe, are green. Who seems like the guy that's uh, in charge of this operation, like leading it? Like, if you're doing a lot of substitutions, some guy has to be the guy that's like, I don't care, just put a banana in it. Hmm. Who's in charge? You're not. It's you're not really sure who's in charge, to be honest. Oh no, it's egalitarian. Ah, okay. uh, uh, let's see. Kind of like when you're trying to build something out of a big box of Legos. They have like a bin of parts. And then they've taken some of those parts out and put them in smaller piles. 
Okay. And so you've got some piles of, of plates and some beams and some pistons uh, and some rotors and, you know, uh, learning like servers that. or servos. Uh, yeah, I'm sure there's a couple of servos and motors. Uh, yeah, I'm sure there's a couple of motors, even a rotors. I think there's probably didn't I already say rotors? <laughs> I think he did say rotors. <laughs> confusing with motors, which I have also said. <laughs> what about coders? Uh, you know, so I've been thinking oh. of going to a quadrupler. I've got a couple couplers installed so far. <laughs> yeah. so I was going to run it through a chip, uh, tripler. Uh huh. Okay, cut that. Keep going. All right. <laughs> I'll definitely cut that. I did not cut that. So let's see. It looks like they are. There's some people arguing. There's even more subgroups here. There's some people trying to put together how the plating is going to look. And there's some people trying to put together um, the arm, the arm pieces, you know, the shoulder and, and the elbow and the thing between them. And then the thing that would go to the hand. And some people are trying to put together the actual hand because that's complicated enough that, you know, you would need a... I mean, mm. clearly the arm itself, the inner workings of the arm is where the, the coolest stuff's going to be, right? <sighs> Maybe. Yeah. You want to check them out? Oh, the plating has access to the entire body, you know what I mean? I mean, but yeah, but the plating is like a shell. It's not super complicated. No, I guess not. All right. All right. So, uh, yeah. Who's the coolest looking dude? Who's the coolest looking dude? Yeah. Wow. Um, that is working on the specific part that we've already talked about. Sure. Yeah. Well, there's not, I mean, there's not many people working on the arm portion of the arm. There's like, uh, uh there's, there's, let's say there's three people here. Okay. Um, uh, let's say uh, three three infrareds, I think. All right. Yeah, I'm going to approach them, give them a little salute, and say, nice servos on that arm there. All three of them uh, turn to you, salute, and in unison say, nice servos on... Uh, and then they look at you and they say... Uh, that arm right there. Yeah, right here. Okay. Yeah, we're joining them, Kyle. All right. Okay. Uh, so let's see. Uh, there's two guys and one girl, as it always is in mechanics. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I see. guess we should have brought these along. Oh, darn, we messed up. Hmm. All right, let's say their names are uh, Larry, Gary, and... Mary. Mary. Oh, so easy. So easy. So um, it looks like they've got an elbow, and that's it. All right, that's it. Well, they've got some other stuff that they're trying to fit onto it, but they're not sure how to do it. Let's see. This is definitely going to be like mechanical engineering, isn't it? If I want um, to help. This would probably be mechanical engineering, yes. Or bot ops and maintenance. I wouldn't say we're far enough along into that that we need bot ops and maintenance, but maybe. Okay. Well, uh, if I try either of those, this, this thing's going to explode. I'm going to be really mad at me. <sighs> Neither of us are going to bot ops and maintenance. Why did we come here? I asked you if you wanted to bring anyone else. Because hmm. we're a big fan of the show. Look, I'm more of a software guy. But uh, this just seemed like the place to go, you know? Listen, I'm a mechanical engineer. All right. No. What could be, though? I don't so let's know. slide right into the DMs and go, uh, so what exactly are we working on right here? Well, uh, this is the elbow, and uh, we need, you know, a, a forearm and a not a forearm. Yeah. Yeah, bicep. Well, forearm's uh, not everyone that nods and says Everyone nods and says the word bicep. And uh, we also need a shoulder. And this piece would make a good bicep, but it doesn't have a place to connect 
with the right kind of shoulder for the body that those guys are using. And also, mm-hmm. uh, it, this, they, this doesn't have any other notches to fit any of the armor pieces for combats or for any of the other bot armor that we have over there since we don't have combat armor. Hmm. Huh. But those guys were thinking that to make it more authentic, they would change the notches on those armor, pil- uh, armor pieces to be the same size and shape of the combat uh, armor holes because there's nothing wrong with the with that. That's not high clearance to make it a different shape of just of a notch, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then if they did that, then we would have to change this to have combat uh, notches, but um, it doesn't have any notches at all. And this thing was going to be the forearm. Um, but it's actually made out of plastic and not out of metal, and uh, that's just no good at all. Yeah, I can see that being a problem. And this would work as a shoulder, except uh, it's full of toothpaste. What? Yeah, it happens sometimes. There's toothpaste in this, he says, and he holds up a canister. Uh, It it appears to be a sort of a spiral-shaped canister that says... um, Easy squeeze toothpaste. Just get it out. Uh, he squeezes it, uh, and some toothpaste comes out and sprays all over the place. Not here. Well, where then? At them. The trash can. The other, guy's, the other guy's base. Oh, that's a good idea. Uh, Larry is going to go over and start squeezing it over out at them. <laughs> okay. I think this might go poorly. I think this is a good idea. All right. Uh, so what, uh, let's see. You, do you guys have any input on their dilemmas? Hmm, okay. So we need to make notches. Uh, I don't think I need bot ops and maintenance to do that. Not necessarily, I, no. I just need to notch things. I need tools. Hmm. What tools are around here? Oh, there's probably all sorts of tools. Oh, yeah. They've got, um, they've got clamps and screwdrivers and wrenches and, uh, uh, more wrenches. I mean, I think... To make a notch, I'd probably need more than just a hammer and chisel. You know what I mean? Yeah. I need something um, hot. Let's see. You look around. Uh, you could probably get a hot torch. Or... I thought those things um, were just lighters. They, they're slightly more advanced than lighters. They're not an industrial blowtorch, which is what you would really like, but you don't have one of those. I um, like dust. Oh, sorry. What? Um... So I know these guys are Larry, Gary, and Mary. Does that do I? Can I assume that I know their full names, or is that all I get? Yeah, you can. You, sure. Okay. Okay. Keep going. Sorry. Um. Right. Uh. Let's see. There appears to be uh, a rumor circulating that the other team has a uh, metal impression maker that you can hook onto a piece of metal and then uh, pick a shape, and it'll slam that shape into the metal. Hmm. Let's see. I can't uh, speak, so I won't be able to steal that from them. Um, I mean, we could just argue that, you know, it's necessary for the full realization of this argument to come to pass that we need to have equal amount of access to tools. They'll yeah, make the they're, not, they're, they're not gonna care. They just want to win. <sighs> I don't know. They're throwing like, robot parts at each other. I'm pretty sure that's how they operate. Hmm. It's not you really could, winning I mean, if you just... You I don't know what that's try to make a, an oratory role to speak out to their team. I think that would be... <sighs> hey, like, what's your oratory? Ooh, my oratory, I'm pretty sure, is one of my really good skills. Oh, okay. that's good. It is one of my really good skills. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to make an impassioned speech about how, you know, we need to have equal ability to use stuff in order to have this be a truly fair competition. Otherwise, we're poisoning the well of this argument. Yeah, those are words. Yeah. 
I enjoy words. Gus? Mm-hmm. Uh, can I roll oratory based on that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, sure. Here you go. Uh, five successes. Wow, five successes. Damn. Do you wanna do you wanna give us a little something, lights? Uh, yeah. Uh, shoot. How do I want to open this? I can't open this with something that a Sierra Club member will say because they'll shoot me. Friends, it has come to my attention that you have a metal press, and unfortunately, our side does not have a metal press. Now, in the spirit of authenticity, it's only fair that we both have equal access to the same tools. Is that not correct? Or if we don't, how can we truly tell that it was retrofitting that made the difference and not the access to tools that made the difference? There's a... There's a the, the, the fire... The, the cannon volleys go down a little bit, and some people think about this, and uh, they say, okay, we'll give you the metal impressor, but you have to give us your blueprints... Our blueprints? Sounds like yeah. a raw deal. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting the impression this is a raw deal. <laughs> uh, someone leans into you and says, that's a raw deal. Don't take it. A raw deal. Uh, let us discuss this with our team for a bit. But just take it. All right, the, the throwing continues. Okay, what if we make a really shitty pair of blueprints and give it to them? Mm. Yeah, right. Let's just do that. Like, not only are they not getting any information about our build, but they're also going to get bad information that might they might apply to their own. Uh, do either of you have the extremely treasonous forgery skill? Let me check. I know I don't. No. Paranoia is a game that has a lot of secret skills that the players don't know about. They are very cool. However, due to the fact that the players don't know about them, they are not cool. Because if there's something cool in the game and your player can't see or interact with it, it doesn't matter. Therefore, anytime that there's a situation in which a secret skill could apply... Even if I know that people don't have it, I like to point out that it could be used. This is useful for several reasons. First of all, it points out that such a thing could be done, it's just that they don't have the particular skill needed to do it. So it's not a bad idea, they just don't have the necessary skill. And of course it also says, I wonder if you know anyone who has that skill. Maybe you should ask your teammates what secret skills they have that they could help you with. Of course people usually don't do that because it would generally result in getting turned in for treason and killed. However, you never know. Hmm. All right. Let's see. What else could you use? That would be the best results, but you could also do... Hmm. I'm not sure that anything would be applicable. You might just have to give me a generic, uh, let's say, five dice. Generic five dice? Unless you have a skill that you can argue to me would be uh, sensical oh, to use. I don't know. Let's see. Data analysis? No. Maybe. Um. Well, actually, that... I would allow that. Actually, that's a good that's a good idea. I would allow data data analysis. How about the incredibly not treasonous skill of bot spotting? That's not going to help you here. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, tried. That would help you figure out if the blueprints are real or not, perhaps. Hmm. Yeah, I see the distinction. So let's see. Okay. Data analysis. Yeah. Hmm. To try to make the make it look like it's real. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Uh, my data analysis is also a dump stat. Mine's not. That's uh, two successes. Let's see. All right, you make some blueprints uh, on some backup paper or something. I don't know. And uh, which one of you is going to go and take them to the exchange? Uh, I think I probably should. All right. <clears throat> All right. Uh, you step out and you wave them in the air, and from a distance they look good enough, so they send someone out. 
with the metal impressor, impress, impressioner, impressioner, impressor, the metal impressor. It impresses metal. Yeah. And let's see, when they come to you uh, and you hand over the goods, uh, they quickly look at the blueprints and realize that these are not uh, what they were looking for, but it's too late. It's already in their hands. Run! But they, they look at you and they point at you and they say, Traitor! <laughs> uh, accusing a person of being a traitor is treason, if they're not a traitor, dude. I retract my statement and rectify it to betrayer of trust. <laughs> uh, I've got a trust in the system. You want a what, Lights? I'm just going to run back to the base with the print presser. All right, uh, give me an agility roll, because this guy oh. is going to try to strike you down. Oh, dear. <laughs> Three successes, two failures. Uh, that is, is good enough. He, he manages to... You feel, you feel his fingers just graze across your, the back of your arm as you duck away and turn around and uh, combat roll back into your fortress. Uh, but your mission is complete. Uh, it seems like you have uh, incurred uh, even more violence, however. And it looks like they're gearing up uh, to do something to you guys over there. You're not sure what. There's been too much violence. But you do have the metal <laughs> impressor. Alright, I give it to the arm team and say we got the metal impressor, we can start making notches. There's, there's cheers and uh, in fact, not just the arm team, but uh, everybody everybody comes over and they grab you and they uh, they crowd surf you. Yeah, life's great. Yeah. Everyone says metal impressor, metal impressor, metal impressor. And uh, they carry you around for a bit before they start impressing metal things. Oh, man. Uh, I think we've done some pretty good hardware stuff. Let's, let, you want to check out the software team? Something that I can't actually do? I look, yeah, all right, sure. Yeah. All right, so the people programming the combat, how are they doing? A side mission that is lasting more than one episode? Mmm, boy. I wonder when we're going to actually get to start mission four. If this show had video, I'd be looking directly at the camera right now. Don't worry, there's plenty of things to see and do along the way. For now, though, thank you for listening to this episode of Paranoia. Fight together, or die a clone.